turn podcast i'm your host isaiah jackson jr joined alongside devin lee crimes once again also known as devin how are you today (laughs) i'm good i'm pretty good you good okay i do i still gotta ask is there any update is there an update on the name or will there will there be an update is it just Devin? it will be it's gonna be an update uh we still working on it me and creative you know we've been having some discussions and you know, we, we liking where we going, but we just haven't, like, circled on a name just yet. No, it's cool. It's cool. It takes some time. I got you. I ain't going to rush you. That, that's going to be my last time rushing built you. in one day. Right, exactly. I got you. My bad. <laughs> but no, you good. Also alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Aaron Duvall. Aaron, how are you living today? Happy to be here. Hopefully I can be as cool as some of the other guests on the show. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> No, I, well, yeah. Last last episode we had Cam Cousins. Cam, he was he was awesome. He had a lot of WWE insight. And Aaron, I've talked to you so much about wrestling. So you you pretty much have the same, if not probably more than the the knowledge that Cam does. I'm not gonna say if you have more. I'm not gonna put that out there in the world. But yeah, I know I know you got a lot of knowledge. See WWE knowledge. I'm gonna try not to expose myself and say something wrong or stupid. But yeah, I think I. I mean, I've been watching for like pretty much my whole life, so I hope I can say a little something that has some value. <laughs> no, nah, I definitely know you will. You're hilarious. You're an hilarious dude. Nah, but uh, going just going uh, to the show, I want to talk about Cesaro. I definitely want to get into Cesaro because um, I thought to myself, I was like, I said this a while ago. Like we we seen Shisuke Nakamura win the World Rumble a couple years back. And Shisuke, who was also Cesaro's tag partner at a point, they won the tag team titles last year. Now, in saying this, Britt going to Shinsuke, Shinsuke had the push. He had the Royal Rebel win. And we've seen him have an, an addiction to hitting AJ Styles with a low blow, apparently. So <laughs> going through all that and seeing how terribly Shinsuke was booked. Do you see that happening for Cesaro? I'm going to start with uh, Aaron. Um, I don't think it'll be as kind of anticlimactic as Shinsuke's push because you know, you got Cesaro who's killing it right now. I mean, who's really been killing it since, you know, he got there and however long ago, feels like 10 years ago, probably. Um, but I mean, Roman is just on another level than I think AJ was at that time, AJ Styles. Um, the, the the head of the table, the tribal chief, like I watch it and I just feel, I feel tough watching Roman Reigns. And I think I think this run that like he has and that they're gonna eventually have this match with Cesaro um, at the expense of Daniel Bryan being on SmackDown I think will be pretty good. And uh, do I think Cesaro is gonna win? Probably not because I don't know if anybody can stop Roman on this run who's not like the Undertaker from 20 years ago. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I like Cesaro. I like what they're doing on SmackDown. 
Devin, is a, what's it called? How do you feel about Cesaro? And do you think he should be pushed? Do you think he'll receive the same treatment as Shinsuke? I don't think he should be pushed. I believe he should be pushed. Let's say it that way. I don't think he'll get that same treatment that Shinsuke got. But, um, I mean, him and Roman, like, they've had good matches in the past, like in 2015 when they fought in that uh, tournament for the WWE World Heavyweight. That's a lot of like to say. World Heavyweight Championship, that was a good match in 2015. And then they, you know, fought again in 2019 for the IC title. So, I mean, Roman's on a whole nother level than he was, you know, years back. And Cesaro's never fell off. So, it's, it's going to be a good feud. But I... I don't see either like Roman losing the title just yet because I feel like this run like this isn't over for him yet. It took so long to just build him to this point in a way. I, I just don't see him taking it from him yet. But uh, Cesaro definitely deserves to be in this spot. You know, he's done well like in the mid card, low card. Like it's good for him to be now in that, you know, many of the best spot. So I expect to see a really good match at Backlash between them two. WrestleMania backlash. WrestleMania backlash, yeah. And, the, <laughs> and the, uh, the reason why I bring up this question is because on SmackDown, we've seen uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns still go at it. They're still going at their feud. We'll talk about Daniel Bryan a little bit just after this, uh, after this short question. But Cesaro, during their promo, barely said anything. Daniel Bryan kind of spoke for him, and I thought that diminished Cesaro's push. I thought that kind of uh, gave Cesaro the short end of the stick. And if he if he's not gonna spit a promo, and we've seen the promo, the fiery promo that he spit on Talking Smack. I felt it. I don't know if anybody else, but I, I definitely felt that. But so in saying that, uh since having Cesaro not speaking promos and having Daniel Bryan the face of their feud, maybe until next week, doesn't that diminish what Cesaro's doing? It doesn't that diminish his push just a little bit or his character? Okay. Um I don't think it diminishes it because, you know, I was seeing that as like, you know, they've been saying that Cesaro is, he's not ready to like wrestle Roman. Um, they were calling him like a Neanderthal and a knuckle dragger, which I don't understand because he came into the WWE speaking five languages. Yeah. I can, I can barely speak English sometimes. So he's kind of a smart guy. Um, but, you know, with d- diminishing his push with Daniel Bryan speaking ma- the majority during that promo on SmackDown, I think it kind of goes with the, he's not even ready to like talk to Roman yet. So Daniel Bryan kind of has to like give him the confidence to be like, yeah, you got this, you can do this. And, you know, Cesaro like kind of like almost like puts on a front, like, yeah, you're right. I can do this. But like deep down, he's probably like, am I ready? I don't know. But I do know he loves wrestling. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think it diminishes his uh, push either. I mean, like having Daniel be kind of like the mouthpiece for this feud just for right now. I mean, I guess, you know, that could work. And then, you know, obviously Cesaro will let his like, you know, wrestling do the talking for him. And no, I don't think this really affects it either, you know, for his like push and where he's going to go. Cause we do know that he can put on a great match. So it's, that's what matters at the end of the day to me in terms of this feud. The Heel Turn Podcast. Right, so switching gears, uh, going into Daniel Bryan. Now, uh, in the podcast, I talked about this a little bit that was posted on Sunday. But Daniel Bryan said that during WrestleMania, he had this, he had a weird feeling. And he thought that, and he said to himself, is this the feeling you get when you're about to die? And he actually felt like he was going to die at Mania. As a man that had to go through so many, had to go through so much 
to come back to uh, wrestling and do what he loves. Doesn't that comment scare y'all a little bit? I was terrified when he said that. I was like, "Get that man out of there! I don't want to see this man wrestle again." I was like, "I don't." That's that terrible. As much as I'm a huge wrestling fan, I care about the wrestlers and what they do. So, in saying that, what Daniel Bryan said about his match of Mania, doesn't that frighten you guys a little bit? Does that make you guys think he should give it up just for now? Um, I would say that you know, I think it's something that every kind of wrestler kind of goes in having that thought somewhat in the back of their mind. Cause anything could happen. I mean, you know um, you know, we've, we've seen some like truly like not great things, some terrible things happen inside of a WWE ring, whether that be through injuries or a legitimate death. So I think that's just kind of normal, but he's starting to maybe come with the terms that, you know what, I can't do this forever. Um, I have two kids at home and I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do after this. And maybe it is time for him to kind of, you know, hang him up, but we'll just have to see what happens. And I know I hope the best and safety for him and the rest of the superstars at WWE. Yes, I, I agree fully on that. Like as much as like, I love for, you know, the superstars to entertain, you know, us and everything, but like their health comes first. So, for him to go through that and like feel that like right before you know this big match, you know that to me that is scary too. Like if that was me, I I don't know. I mean, but uh, yeah, I think like he's is he's reaching that point where he's like looking like hey, wrestling is big part of his life, and but you know he got a lot of you know other things going on too that are even more important. So at the end of the day, I mean, just you know your health and you know longevity is what's important. So. the heel turn podcast right exactly that's and one thing that hasn't been important to wwe apparently is their wwe tag team champion the raw tag team champions i should be uh precise aj styles and omos we haven't seen them since wrestlemania so about two going on two three weeks now i you already seen me and devin talked about me devin and cam talked about it last week i didn't like of uh, Omos and AJ winning the title at all. I thought it was foolish. I thought it was kind of a waste. Uh, but them being them being off of television, is this is this tag team uh is this tag team faction a waste of AJ's time? Because AJ's a great wrestler and we've seen everything he's done. But him not being on TV, him getting squashed during these matches and having Omos get the win at the end, is this a waste of AJ's time? Um, I wouldn't say it's a waste of AJ's time because, I mean, if you look at what AJ's done in the company, he's kind of done it all. And the only thing he hadn't done is win the, the tag team championships. And you got this big towering man uh, named Omos and he, he is doing what they want him to do, which is, you know, come in, be a big man and not sell and just, you know, beat everybody. And so I do think kind of putting the titles on them was kind of odd considering because like how are you gonna get them off of AJ and Omos unless like something happens to Omos during the match and AJ has to finish it or whatever um but yeah the Raw tag division has kind of been lacking uh recently because for the longest time it felt like it was only the New Day versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin which you know I I'm down to watch that match I mean that's not that's not what I'm trying to say but um I think with, you know, some tag teams coming back, because you got the Viking Raiders coming back, 
Um, and you got the new pairing of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton with RK bro, which I am all in for. <laughs> I love Matt Riddle, probably one of the favorite parts of my Monday night. So I think, you know, the tag division is slowly kind of coming back together um, where, you know, it may have once been, um, but, you know, I'm just kind of, kind of got to see more um, of what the reign of AJ Styles and Omos is, but you got to put them on TV first. So, right. I personally feel like it's a waste for AJ. I mean, not saying that it's a bad thing. Like, I I mean, it's a good thing to add to his accolades, you know, of all the things he's done so far. But I feel like at this point in his career, did he really need it? I don't think so. And I'm not saying Omos doesn't need it, but I'm just saying, like, to me, that whole partnership just doesn't work for me. And... For like them to not, you know, all, you know, also be not on TV, you know, since WrestleMania, like that just doesn't help either. And the tag team division, I, you know, I agree on that. It is kind of starting to solidify itself, but I don't think it needed that from those two, you know, to have the title. And yeah, I mean, I personally feel like it's a waste because I feel like at this point, I mean, did he really need a tag team, you know, a championship to his like accolades right now? And I just, I just don't think he did. He, I don't think he needed it right now. Exactly, and it's a and it's an odd way they uh, form that match that I that we I've had a problem with it for the longest, and it's just how we seen AJ get brutal. He just got terrorized. AJ got annihilated. Like I I didn't see Co. I've never seen Kofi on an offense that long. Like I've never seen Kofi beat up somebody for that long of a period of time. So uh, to watch the new day go nuts on AJ Styles, the man who's held the title uh, for over, for uh, what, over a year when he beat uh, Dean Ambrose, he was doing, doing, doing great things. You know, he beat Jinder Mahal. I'm sorry. He beat Jinder Mahal. So in saying that AJ Styles has done so much, as Aaron said, so much great things to be pretty much squashed every, every Monday and on pay-per-views and then have Omos carry, carry his weight. That's just not what, a, that's just not what an AJ style. That's not something AJ style should have on his career. That's uh, my whole thing. But I want to get into something positive. And feel free to take your time on this. You guys do not have to answer right away. You can you can think about this. But what what was your favorite underrated tag team? Not a tag team that's like the New Day going nuts, you know, through all these titles. What is your favorite? Who is your favorite tag team? A tag team that you remember that you love. Anybody can jump right now, but. Yeah. I oh my god! I mean, it just oh. Uh, no, okay, I'm sorry. I I mean, it's gonna always be a special part place uh, place in my heart for the primetime players. <laughs> I don't know. It was just when they came out, you know, the you know you hear that little whistle and then you know millions of dollars, amazing. You know, I don't know. It's just I don't know. They always they were like the. Okay, I won't say the new day. They gave me like the, I don't know. It was a certain energy they gave me, honestly. No, I just never nah, forgot. No, nah, I already, I already know. Can I, can I embarrass us? I gotta embarrass us. Oh yeah, you go I ahead. Gotta, look, <laughs> Aaron, okay, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Aaron. Oh uh, yeah, for those that don't, me and me and Devin go way back, not way, way back, but like ninth grade. So, <laughs> like all throughout high school, like me and Devin would be in the hallway, like doing the primetime players, the like doing the hot dab up, like millions of dollars, millions of like all in the. <laughs> So safe to say, we didn't have a lot of friends in high school. Not just playing like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like safe to say, we were on the popular side. Like, but uh, no, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh man, like that brought back memories. <laughs> yeah, when you asked, I was just like, I already know. Like, it's... 
Who was who in the prime time players with you two? Who was Titus and who was Darren? Dang. I think I had to have been Darren or I think I had to have been Darren because yeah, Devin, I would, I would, I would. Devin, Devin was lifting weights at the time and Titus was the powerhouse. So I was, yeah, I was, I was the, yeah, at the end of the hallway. Like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I was a dark dude, like struggling to get an Afro. I was struggling to get that Darren Young Afro. Get the Afro. It was, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would, but going back to the question, I would say probably one of my favorite underrated tag teams to me anyway, um, I am like watching Raw from 1997 on. That's just something I'm personally doing on, on Peacock, by the way, uh, sponsor maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching Raw 97 from, from 97 up until, you know, probably now. And uh, a team that stands out to me from watching those was uh, Doug Furness and Peter LaFond. And I had no idea who they were when I started watching it, but I'm seeing these matches and these are solid matches. You know, they're, they're nice technical guys. And so there's some enjoyable for me to watch, but I would say an underrated team now, in my opinion, um, is on NXT and they are the NXT tag team champions, MSK. They oh, are yeah. probably one of the most entertaining tag teams I've watched in a while. And um, I'm excited to see where they go. I'm glad they, they got the titles and they won the Dusty Cup, but I still don't think they're getting the respect they deserve. So I hope it comes around to them. Oh, no, I'm glad you said that. MSK was amazing. And even the match they had at TakeOver, at Stand and Deliver, incredible. The dust, like the Dusty, even the class, the Dusty Rose Classic Tournament, that was, even everything they did there was awesome. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, oh what, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, you guys remember... Paul London and Brian Kendrick. I remember them. Oh man. That used to, oh man. I remember those. Cause I used to be so geek. Cause I would be every time I heard the theme song, like I would go up to the screen, they would like jump up at each other, then they'll run to this like ring. I was like, oh my God, mom. Like it's just like like that. <laughs> like that. I mean, granted, when they were fight by themselves, they were they were getting brutalized, like they were getting murdered. But I, I knew once they were together, it was gonna be magic. They were stronger like, together. Right, exactly. Like it was incredible. But no, I, I, that's the only reason. As, had, as soon as, oh yeah, I was gonna say they had like the tag titles for like a year, didn't they? And then yeah. they did like the backflips off the off the turnbuckle. Yes, like <laughs> I'll tell you, they were like I, everybody loved the Hardy Boys. Like the Hardy Boys are awesome. I love the Hardy Boys, but man, like if they, after their ladder match, I wanted to see Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Like I wanted to see after Jeff and the Matt did their extreme foolishness, went through tables. That's cool. Like I want to see Paul London and Brian Kendrick run to the ring. Like, <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I as soon as we were talking about AJ and Omos, I had to get the negativity out of my body. I had to bring something positive here. <laughs> the heel turn podcast. But um, exactly. Now on another positive note, another thing I want to get your opinions on: belts, WWE Championship belts. Now, what I had to know what what is your guys' favorite? WWE Championship of all the belts that came out for as long as you've been watching, what was the one that was like? I need to have this one. Like if I was a WWE champion, I would like I, that was the go to. You got one, Devin. I'm oh, thinking. <laughs> uh, my favorite championship belt has to be the Intercontinental belt, but the one they used from '88 to '98. Then they Man, brought I it forgot back you were elderly. Hey, 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 look, look, look. <laughs> look, sometimes I have to dig in the archives, okay? <laughs> but, uh, no, they, yeah, it was from 90, uh, 1988 to 98. 
Then they retired it, brought it back in 2011 because it's so nice. Then they retired it in 2019, and I, I don't know what they. The white one, the white one was awesome. Yeah, the white, the white one, one was. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. I I see that, and I'm like, if I was wrestling, I need that belt. When Big E won that belt, I was like, I can. I, I'm pretty much looking at me holding it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 my favorite belt of all time. I don't know when I see it, I'm like, that's that's that belt right there. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously somebody agreed. They brought it back in 2011. Right, so. exactly. Don't see that too often. Um, I'd say my favorite belt. I have a few that come to mind. Uh, one of them is like the old NXT championship where it was just like a big gold X. Yeah, that I was thought hard. that was like super cool. Yeah. Uh the uh the WCW world championship, but only the spray painted NWL one with Hulk Ooh. Hogan playing the guitar <laughs> with it. That was tough. <laughs> But I would say my favorite, you know, when I think of like all the all of my favorite uh, superstars and wrestlers that have held this belt, um, ones that come to mind, you got Stone Cold, you know, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Triple H. It's got to be. Oh, right. the oh buddy. Baby. That's clean. That's it's clean. Gotta be the- that is clean. <laughs> My man's been flexed on this. I, I feel like he hurt. did. I I'm always talking about it. He blowed off the real thing. Dang, <laughs> that's big flags, big flags, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I ain't gonna lie to you. That is hard. Right, that is that is cold. Even when Stone when Stone Cold had it, I thought that's when it looked its best. Like Stone Cold just made that title look great. Like, but uh, I, I don't mean to. I, I gotta get ghetto. I already know y'all already know what my favorite belt's gonna be. It's the spinner belt, that John Cena spinner belt, man. Because I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, the very first one, the one he uh after he burnt JBL's uh, title. Oh, got you, got you, got you. And he, yeah, after he uh, re- after he introduced it the first time, I thought that was clean because as soon as I, I promise on everything I love, as soon as they debuted it, I think about a month later it was in my hands. I was like, I had to have this month. Like I was like this, like, and it was and mine's are so rusty. Like every time I spun it, it would make a noise. It was like mine's like it was like squeak. Like I was like, but I didn't care like that. That belt looked so clean to me because I thought the the one that JBL had for like a year, close to a year, I thought that was the ugliest belt ever. That was that was probably the most boring time in wrestling for me because I thought JBL was a boring character. He had a boring belt. And then John Cena came in rapping. He had the spinner belt. I was that was that was hood to me. Like John Cena was pretty. That was savage to me. So oh, it's by far the WWE spinner belt. So I just man, I just what I just really. What about the? Uh... My bad, I didn't mean to cut Oh, no, go ahead. about the uh, Edge one when he won? Oh, with the Rated R, yeah. See, I didn't like that one. I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as John Cena's. I didn't I didn't like it. I did like the NXT one. That would have been my second guess, that NXT one. The NXT one was real nice. Honestly, the spinner, it was uh, my runner-up, to be honest. The but, spinner? Yeah. No, but I got I one of those. It, it do the same thing when I spin. It's like, Arr. Yeah, like, but cool. now the North American title. You guys seen the North the North American title is amazing. I think it looks awesome. Like that all oh man, that looks it looks sick. <laughs> I want to lay on it. Yeah, I, the North American title gives me like old school vibes. Yeah, exactly. And I the, I, I brought this up because uh in an interview Edge talked about how the spinner belt was so ugly and he hated it and he liked all the older belts from back in the day. And I was like, who does he like? Who the hell are you? Like, I mean, granted, he won it. So I'm like, I, mean, I was hurt. I was so hurt when the rock called it a toy. I was like, you watch your mouth. Yeah, like, he called it like everybody, are, but shoot. 
Yeah, like it's the most hated title, <laughs> and like, and I guess it's, it makes sense because it's not as traditional. But man, yeah, like that's that's so cold. Like that, I don't know. It was kind of like a. It was different. It was a remix. Was yeah, like it was so yeah. like it was just something different that everybody, they, everybody wanted. Well, kids, I should say, not everybody. Kids really wanted it, but wanted to this. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> The Heel Turn Podcast. No, but uh, to close out, the, the last thing I definitely want to get to is our dream match. Because we talked a lot about dream matches. I know we almost got into it last week because everybody was being disrespectful <laughs> to Ricochet and not treating Ricochet with the proper respect that he deserved. But but we're not gonna get, we're not gonna get into that. I want to I want to get to Randy Savage. Randy Savage versus Triple H, the Macho Man versus the Game Triple H. Aaron. If you had to pick, who would be winning this match and why? Triple H versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, doesn't matter what era of Macho Man are we getting. Are we getting, you know, the 80s, the 90s where he was doing commentary or the Ooh. 2000s where, he, wore, where he, like, he was wearing the do-rag or whatever? We're getting... Uh, we're, getting we're getting Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. We're getting... We're getting. I won't prime Macho Man. Gotcha. I won't prime Macho. Got you. So we're we'll just do prime Macho versus prime Triple prime H. Triple H. So Triple H, like that's that's when the game first started coming. Like when he came off an injury. I forgot what injury that was, but it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, when he came out with the jean jacket. I'm talking jean jacket Triple H. There you go. That's a perfect description. Okay, so we got jean jacket Triple H versus peak Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, I think this one's going to be a classic. They'll probably go like oh, 25 yeah. minutes. It's going to be pretty back and forth. But you know what? I think some shenanigans with a sledgehammer maybe or maybe a low blow. Maybe we see some evolution forming early on. Ric Flair might yeah. come out. I think Triple H is going to use some underhanded tactics to get this dub because you got to do what you got to do to get the win. Exactly. Devin? Man. It's, it, it would, you know, when you brought that up, that is a good match. It, I can see it going that long, that length too. But I got to give it to Macho Man. I mean, uh, I mean, nothing against Triple H. I just, I mean, for me, I mean, no offense to Triple H, but like, I could pick up a sledgehammer and do some real damage too. But I just, I don't know. I just had to give it to Macho Man. Like, when was the last time you seen Triple H climb up that uh, top, you know, top rope? I'm not saying he needs to, but that's just an arsenal, you know, a move Macho Man got in his uh, bag of tricks that, you know, and Triple H got his bag of tricks too, but his, you know, come from under the ring. And, but I I don't know. That's a close one to me, but I, I got to go. I got to go with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. See, I definitely see what you guys are. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I can give it to Macho Man if and only if he jumps off the top rope with a Slim Jim and he screams, snap into a Slim Jim as he's doing the elbow. He's <laughs> free advertisement and everything. <laughs> oh, man. As much, as much as I do want to give it, as much as I want to give it to Randy and uh, Randy Savage is a great wrestler, great, every, everything he did in wrestling was great. But I got I have to give it to Triple H just because Triple H is just a overall powerhouse and he no matter no matter what match it is he's gonna try to overpower you whether that's hitting and that's with this uh key move the spine buster you see that spine buster hit you're like okay 
whoever he hit that on is in trouble. We have seen him hit it on Kane, Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker at multiple WrestleManias. And he, as soon as you hit that spine bucker, spine bucker, as soon as he hit that spine buster, it was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's about raps. So, and after, not only that, and as, as we both, as we all alluded to, Triple H can't, he can't fight clean at all whatsoever. And that's, he learned that from Ric Flair himself, most likely. So, as, in the game. exactly. So, as saying that, I don't think Triple H, I, Triple H is either going to hit a low blow. As a, we're going to see a pedigree. We're going to see a nasty pedigree. It's going to be awesome. But if Macho Man goes on the top rope and miss, it's over. Yeah, I, don't, I can't see him recovering. the elbow drop, too. If he hits the elbow drop, okay, that's cool. If he misses, it's over. There's a lot of people like Seth. I've seen Seth Rollins. And, like, we've seen Seth Rollins, RVD. We've seen them recover from uh, getting, like, going from a splash. The top rope uh, missed. What's the word? Uh, missing. Missing their uh, target when you jump off the top yeah. rope. So we've seen them miss and still recover. If I see the Macho Man miss that elbow drop, I see a pedigree in his future. That man's done for, unless unless Elizabeth can say, unless Elizabeth was there to save him. But all in all, I don't see, oh, yeah. I I don't I don't see Macho Man coming in for the win. I see I see Triple H overpowering overpowering him for sure, definitely. But uh, what's it called? Shit. Okay, cool. My bad. I had to, <laughs> it was something popped up on Zoom, and it was something. It was something with the recording. I was like, "Oh my god!" Nah, but it's still recording. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll still edit this. It's not. It's not bad or anything. All right, bye. <laughs> but all in all, thank you guys for joining the show, Aaron. There's something I do have to ask you. What is your wrestling name? If you had a wrestling name, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, so, you know, I can't, I can only come so close to Devin as I can. (laughs) Um, so I think that my wrestling name will be Aaron Duvall because there's nobody like me. I'm one of one. Hey, man, there's nobody like me. I am me. So I'll just be me. It'll just be you, Aaron Duvall. Now you have the title on your, you have the title on your shoulder. I just need to see a promo. I just need to see a quick promo. Is, is it is it okay? If, is it okay if you can hit that for me? I can try. You know, am I directing this towards anybody? You know, where where are my words going to? Hmm. Let me see. You, you just at me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. You just retained your title, and now Devin is next to fight you next week. Now this this is your <laughs> message to Devin and the Heel Turn Podcast. Let me get my triple H face. You know, I've liked my time with this title, you know, defending it day in and day out like only I can. And it seems like Devin is next in line. Well, Devin, I got something to tell you. There's no way in God's green earth that you're going to take this title from me because by golly, I would do anything and everything to keep this title. So you're gonna have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. But you have to remember that there is nobody like me. There was only one me. And I'm going to continue to be me because I am me, Aaron Duvall. That's clean, man. I need some sounders, man. I need that was heat. That was heat. I'm, I'm I got it, man. That was that was <laughs> I heat. that like attitude era, like pop going, ah! right? People falling out, like and I, <laughs> then I sit there with my chest out, like. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs>
I get a Roman Reigns. We'll find out at WrestleMania, brother. Wow, <laughs> uh, if only uh, I'll th- thank you for that promo because man, last week I'm not I'm not I'm not saying nothing about Devin's promo. I'm not saying he did a cr- I ain't, I'm not saying I'm not saying what he did was bad or good. Hey. I'm just I'm just all hey, I'm man, saying there's a reason that I'm holding the title. That's all that's, I'm saying. That's true. That's true. You are not wrong. Look, <laughs> oh, also, Aaron, before I forget, where can they find you at? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Yo A Dizzle. Yo A Dizzle. That's... Yo A Dizzle. Devin, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitter at all caps DLC and then lower caps JR98. And you can find me on Instagram at DConscious. Yeah, conscious. Thank you so much. If you like us, follow us on Twitter at underscore the hill turn. You can follow us on Twitter at the follow us on Instagram at the hill turn podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Sunday and next Wednesday with another guest. Unless Aaron wants to come back. If Aaron wants to come back, we're going to have Aaron and Cam on. I'm down for whatever. I don't care, man. Down for whatever. He got the title, got to spit the promo. He said, I'm ready whenever. The whole faction. <laughs> Right, exactly. I like this. Her business, her business 2.0. We'll have Aaron, but Aaron, if Aaron could be, no, it's either between Aaron or Cam that's the uh, MVP. Probably Cam. We'll have Cam be MVP. Aaron, you'll have to be Bobby Lassie if that's fine. <laughs> hey, man, somebody's got to do it. Right, somebody needs, yeah, somebody has to take the job. No, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.